This is Israeli Technology Founders Speak, a podcast of conversations with successful Israeli high-tech and biotech entrepreneurs, with your host, Avraham Hermon. Moti Arkushin is the CEO and co-founder of SensePass an Israeli fintech startup that allows retailers to accept payments in forms that are currently not available in most stores. Avraham sat down with Moti in the offices of SensePass in Tel Aviv to discuss the problem that SensePass solves, getting funded, building a team, tips for startup founders, and much more. This podcast is a creation of J.M.B. Davis Ben David, an intellectual property law firm Serving clients around the world, you have great innovations. We keep them safe. It's not enough to just have a great startup idea or innovation. If you don't legally protect your innovations, products, and brand, anyone can claim them as their own. We keep your great innovation secure. Learn more by going to jmbdavis.com. That's jmbdavis.com. Okay, thank you, Mati Akushin. You're one of the founders of SensePass, and thank you for inviting me to your offices and talking with me today. First, let's start out with what problem SensePass solves. So, yeah, we help uh, retailers increasing conversion, average tickets, and uh, sales in, in general by enabling an additional forms of payments that currently are not available at the stores. By doing that, they help their customers, their consumers, to pay with a variety of payment methods from traditional credit cards and debit cards that we all know and have into the emerging world of alternative forms of payments such as e-wallets like Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, buy now, pay letters such as Klarna or Afterpay and Sezzle. We even enable uh, crypto payments, open banking and so forth. So we bring together all these options and we make them available for shoppers to seamlessly check out in any retail store, whether it's online or a physical store. Mm-hmm. Okay, so tell me a little bit about how the idea was born. So, yeah, we, we are three founders. Uh, we're all coming from a fintech background. We all spent more than a decade in financial uh, organizations. And we've seen the changes that the payments ecosystem has gone through in the past few years. You know, if in the past our money was sitting in a bank account and we could either withdraw cash or issue a card in order to make payments, it's no longer the case these days. You know, our money could be sitting in a PayPal account or in a Venmo or cash account. We could have uh, cryptocurrencies stored in a crypto wallet such as Coinbase or BitPay and so forth. We have vinyl pay later options that were not available before and so forth. So having all these financial assets spread around multiple services and locations created a, a, a big pain for consumers because when we are going into a retail store, we're still limited with our ability to spend, to use all these assets. They're not available for us. And that's where we came up with the idea to find a solution to bring all these payment options and to make them available for shoppers. Okay, so how long have you been around for? We've started SensePass approximately five years ago. We first started in Israel with a very successful proof of concept, which afterwards we raised some funds. Then we uh, we went to the US. It's currently our main market. That's where we are focused right now. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got connected to you, through one of your customers, actually. Yeah. 
So tell me a little bit about fintech in general in Israel and the connection between being in Israel and your company, even though your market seems to be mainly in America. I don't think there's a direct connection between SensePass and, and um, you know, Israel as a, as, as a country, but I, I do think that Israel became, it's already a, a fintech leader, a global fintech leader, and there's a lot of innovation around this space over here in Israel. You know, uh, we've seen amazing companies, unicorns that uh, grew up over here, such as Payoneer and Rapid and Papaya Global and uh, Melio and so forth. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a great ecosystem for fintech, and it drives a lot of innovation uh, around that. So tell me a little bit about the challenges that you have as an Israeli company dealing with an overseas market mainly. I think it's a, it's a general problem, not, not necessarily uh, being an Israeli. I think going for any uh, entrepreneur, going from the comfort zone of, of their own country outside overseas, it's a big challenge, especially if you go as far as the U.S., starting with cultural differences, time zones, uh, mentality, language barriers, and so forth, but also adding the complexity of uh, moving to a uh, to another country that maybe you're not familiar with people, you need to recruit a team. It takes time. I need to learn the uh, the market to understand the pains, not necessarily the challenges that you are solving over here in Israel are valid elsewhere. So any idea, any uh, any venture need to be carefully investigated before going into a, a new market. And it's, it's something that we invested a lot. You know, we've We've been looking at different markets, emerging markets as, as LATAM or Asia, and eventually we, ch- we chose to focus on the U.S. For, for various reasons. But first of all, the size of the market, that is huge, obviously. And the second, because we are dealing with fintech with payments, so you need to deal with only one regulation other than, you know, if you go into Europe, so each country has its own. I see. Yeah. You had mentioned your team and having the team here in Israel and also overseas. Can you address a little bit about how you assemble a team around your idea? So I think team is it's a it's a key to any um, any new venture, any new startup. Building the right team with the right people. When we started, we built the core team around people that we either knew from the past or we worked with in the past that we can count on. From there, gradually we started expanding and using you know third party uh, resources and recruiters. And we invested a lot of our time and attention in finding the right people. You know, one person in a, in an early stage startup could make a difference between success and failure. So it's really right. important to find the right people. Okay. Tell me a little bit about how patents or intellectual property in general play a role in your business strategy. So we hold two patents at the moment. One is already uh, approved and the other one is pending. We mainly see Patents as a as a tool to protect our IP, especially as an early stage startup that deal with with uh, a lot of competition, and there's always the risk that someone else will try to uh, to copy what you are doing. So patents is, is it's only one tool, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. we're using other other tools to protect our uh, our IP, but definitely patents is is one of them. I want to ask you a little bit about investment. What sort of organizations or investors have invested in your company? So we are backed by, uh, by VCs, by angel investors, as well as uh, one financial institution, which is Direct Insurance. It's one of the largest 
financial organizations and insurance companies over here in Israel. Mm-hmm. So far, we raised two rounds. We had our pre-seed two years ago, and last year we uh, we raised our uh, seed. So that's where we are, basically. And what about uh, the feeling today? There's a bit of hesitation for investors to invest in general, I think a little bit specifically in Israel. How does that impact the fintech space? Well, obviously, it's uh, as you said, it's a global situation right now, I think, which you can see it any, anywhere. I'm not sure that there's something specific now with, with Israel. I look at this more as, as a global trend. And I don't think that is specific to fintech or any other uh, vertical. I think it's across all, all vertical, all spaces have, have been affected. Uh, investors are more hesitant recently, you know, which company they want to put their money. They want to see more results, more KPIs, uh, more revenues, just being more cautious, which I think it's also a, a, a good thing at the end of the day because it, it means that uh, the good companies will survive this uh, I wouldn't call it crisis, but situation, let's say. Mm-hmm. So you're, you had mentioned that your, your customers are uh, retailers. So you're talking about brick-and-mortar retailers and also uh, online retailers. How do you convince them to change what they're currently doing and adapt your platform for payment? The good thing with SensePass is that we do not require retailers or brick-and-mortar businesses to change anything on their current infrastructures. We build ourselves on top of that, on the existing infrastructure, and we expand its current capabilities to adjust the new world of payments. So it's relatively an easy deployment for, for a retailer. Can you give me an example about how that works? Like, I want to go into a store and I want to use an you know, alternative type of uh, payment, and they have your platform, the SensePass. How would that look for me? The retailer keep using the same point of sale, register, platforms they've been using before, whether it's NCR or Oracle or whatever uh, the brand they, they are using, the software that they're using. SensePass is sitting in parallel as an extension of the current POS. For um, in-store payments, we're using smart tags, which are kind of NFC tags with a built-in QR as a fallback. So any customer, any consumer that is now checking out and the register just simply needs to tap their phone and we leverage the existing technology that each of us carrying at the pocket, whether it's iOS-based or Android, we are fully agnostic. And then that, so they have to download an app of some sort? There's, no, there's no app download. It's all running on, on the browser. So again, we leverage the existing technology that it exists in any mobile device. Our app is fully web. So the consumer doesn't need to pre-register, download, or install anything on their phone. It will bring up their browser with all the options that are now available to check out with. Mm-hmm. And simply, the, the user just pick up which payment methods they would like to, to use. And in one click, they can check out. Okay, that sounds good. It sounds straightforward. So let me ask you about um, founders who were, were to come to you and ask you about what tips you have for someone starting a fintech company or any company in general. What would you tell them? I think, first of all, Pick the right partners, people you trust, people you, you have synergy with. It's crucial. I spoke about that, that you know you need to have need to build the right team to bring the right people. It all makes the difference. I would invest a lot of time and my attention in bringing in the, uh, the people that I believe that can help drive the company forward. I think it's very important to, uh, 
to validate your idea, to make sure that there is a pain that you are solving. Actually, there's a problem you're solving. Multiple ways to do that, obviously, but it needs to be done before you're investing any cent or t- taking a, a plane to, to the US or any other country. Make this validation first. Mm-hmm. To find out there's a real need. There's a real need. There's a market fit. It's not that easy. You know, it could be fast, could take a long time. But uh, that's a crucial phase in any, any new venture. And I think that entrepreneurs need to understand that starting a startup, it's, it's, a, it's a long journey. It's not a um, you know, race. It's a marathon. And if you are not ready for that, don't get in. Okay, great. That sounds very, like very valuable uh, advice. As a marathon runner, I identify with that as well. So where do you see SensePass in another year or another five years down the road? I believe that SensePass uh, will become a global leader in the new evolving payments uh, ecosystem. There might be other companies that will join this race at some point, but uh, I believe that with the technology that we have and the competitive edge that we offer will become part of the new evolving ecosystem of payments. It's not a matter of of whether, you know, question whether it will happen or not, just when it will happen, because it's already there. It's just a matter of time. Okay, great. Thank you very much. I appreciate your invitation to come visit you here in your offices in Tel Aviv. And I'm enjoying the view from up here of the city. So uh, thank you very much. And I hope to, to see SensePass in the news in the good way down the road and uh, wish you lots of success and lots of users. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. That was Moti Arkushin, the CEO and co-founder of SensePass. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There are many more to come. Do you have a great innovation or startup idea? We'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to us by going to our website, jmbdavis.com. And if you go to jmbdavis.com forward slash startup, you'll see we have a special site specifically made for startups to help startups protect their innovations. Please be in touch with us and find out how we can help you. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you the next episode.